Welcome to Rebecca Reads. Today's story is Babushka, a Christmas story from Russia. This version of the story was edited by Paul D. Race. Russia is a really big country that is in Europe and Asia. It has a long, rich history with many wonderful stories. This one is a short tale of Christmas. It's a little sad, but it's a wonderful story. While not Santa Claus, Babushka likes to leave little presents for her children on their pillows. The story will tell you why. Please stay after the story for this week's poem. And now for Babushka. If you were a Russian child, you would not watch to see Santa Claus come down the chimney, but you would stand by the windows to catch a peep at poor Babushka as she hurries by. Who is Babushka? Is she Santa Claus's wife? No, indeed. She is only a poor little crooked, wrinkled old woman who comes at Christmas time into everybody's house, who peeps into every cradle, turns back every coverlid, drops a tear on the baby's white pillow, and goes away very, very sorrowful. And not only at Christmas time, but through all the cold winter, and especially in March, when the wind blows loud and whistles and howls and dies away like a sigh, the Russian children hear the rustling step of the babushka. She is always in a hurry. One hears her running feet along the crowded streets and over the quiet country fields. She seems to be out of breath and tired, yet she hurries on. Whom is she trying to overtake? She scarcely looks at the little children as they press their rosy faces against the window pane and whisper to each other, Is the babuska looking for us? No, she will not stop. Only on Christmas Eve will she come upstairs into the nursery and give each little one a present. You must not think she leaves handsome gifts such as Santa Claus brings for you. She does not bring bicycles to the boys or French dolls to the girls. She does not come in a gay little sleigh drawn by reindeer, but hobbling along on foot, and she leans on a crutch. She has her old apron filled with candy and cheap toys, and the children all love her dearly. They watch to see her come, and when one hears a rustling, he cries, Lo, the babushka! When all others look, one must turn one's head very quickly, or she vanishes. I never saw her myself. Best of all, she loves little babies, and often, when the tired mothers sleep, she bends over their cradles, puts her brown, wrinkled face close down to the pillow, and looks very sharply. What is she looking for? Ah, that you can't guess unless you know her sad story. Long, long ago, a great many yesterdays ago, the babushka, who was even then an old woman, was busy sweeping her little hut. She lived in the coldest corner of cold Russia, and she lived alone in a lonely place where four wide roads met. These roads were at this time white with snow, for it was winter time. In the summer, when the fields were full of flowers and the air full of sunshine and singing birds, Babushka's home did not seem so very quiet. But in the winter, with only the snowflakes and the shy snowbirds and the loud wind for company, the little old woman felt very cheerless. But she was a busy old woman, and as it was already twilight and her home but half swept, she felt in a great hurry to finish her work before bedtime. You must know that Babushka was poor and could not afford to do her work by candlelight. Presently, down the widest and the lonesomest of the white roads, there appeared a long train of people coming. They were walking slowly and seemed to be asking each other questions as to which way they should take. As the procession came nearer and finally stopped outside the little hut, Babushka was frightened at the splendor. 
there were three kings with crowns on their heads, and the jewels on the king's breastplates sparkled like sunlight. Their heavy fur cloaks were white with the falling snowflakes, and the queer humpy camels on which they rode looked white as milk in the snowstorm. The harness on the camels was decorated with gold, and plates of silver adorned the saddles. The saddlecloths were of the richest eastern stuffs, and all the servants had the dark eyes and hair of an eastern people. The slaves carried heavy loads on their backs, and each of the three kings carried a present. One carried a beautiful transparent jar, and in the fading light Babushka could see it in a golden liquid, which she knew from its color must be myrrh. Another had in his hand a richly woven bag, and it seemed to be heavy, as indeed it was, for it was full of gold. The third had a stone vase in his hand, and from the rich perfume which filled the snowy air, one could guess the vase to have been filled with incense. Babushka was terribly frightened, so she hid herself in her hut and let the servants knock a long time at her door before she dared open it and answer their questions as to the road they should take to a faraway town. You know, she had never studied a geography lesson in her life, was old and scared. She knew the way across the fields to the nearest village, but she knew nothing else of all the wide world full of cities. The servants scolded, but the three kings spoke kindly to her, and asked her to accompany them on their journey, that she might show them the way as far as she knew it. They told her, in words so simple that she could not fail to understand, that they had seen a star in the sky, and were following it to a little town where a young child lay. The snow was in the sky now, and the star was lost out of sight. "'Who is the child?' asked the old woman. He is the king, and we must go to worship him, they answered. These presents of gold, frankincense, and myrrh are for him. When we find him, we will take the crowns off our heads and lay them at his feet. Come with us, Babushka. What do you suppose? Shouldn't you have thought the poor little woman would have been glad to leave her desolate home on the plains to accompany these kings on their journey? But the foolish woman shook her head. No, the night was dark and cheerless, and her little home was warm and cozy. She looked up into the sky, and the star was nowhere to be seen. Besides, she wanted to put her hut in order. Perhaps she would be ready to go tomorrow. But the three kings could not wait. So when tomorrow's sun rose, they were far ahead on their journey. It seemed like a dream to poor Babushka, for even the tracks of the camel's feet were covered by the deep white snow. Everything was the same as usual, and to make sure that the night's visitors had not been a fancy, she found her old broom hanging on a peg behind the door, where she had put it when the servants knocked. Now that the sun was shining, and she remembered the glitter of the gold and the smell of the sweet gums and myrrh, she wished she had gone with the travelers. And she thought a great deal about the dear baby the three kings had gone to worship. She had no children of her own. Nobody loved her. Ah, if she had only gone. The more she brooded on the thought, the more miserable she grew, till the very sight of her home became hateful to her. It is a dreadful feeling to realize that one has lost a chance of happiness. There is a feeling called remorse that can gnaw like a sharp little tooth. Babushka felt this little tooth cut into her heart every time she remembered the visit of the three kings. After a while, the thought of the little child became her first thought at waking and her last at night. 
One day she shut the door of her house forever and set out on a long journey. She had no hope of overtaking the three kings, but she longed to find the child that she too might love and worship him. She asked everyone she met, and some people thought her crazy, but others gave her kind answers. Have you perhaps guessed that the young child whom the three kings sought was our Lord himself? People told Babushka how he was born in a manger, and many other things which you children have learned long ago. These answers puzzled the old dame mightily. She had but one idea in her head. The three kings had gone to seek a baby. She would, if not too late, seek him too. She forgot, I am sure, how many long years had gone by. She looked in vain for the Christ child in his manger cradle. She spent all her little savings in toys and candy so as to make friends with little children that they might not run away when she came hobbling into their nurseries. Now you know for whom she is sadly seeking when she pushes back the bed curtains and bends down over each baby's pillow. Sometimes when the old grandmother sits nodding by the fire and the bigger children sleep in their beds, old Babushka comes hobbling into the room and whispers softly, Is the young child here? Ah, no. She has come too late, too late. But the little children know her and love her. Two thousand years ago she lost the chance of finding him. Crooked, wrinkled, old, sick, and sorry, she yet lives on, looking into each baby's face, always disappointed, always seeking. Will she find him at last? Thank you for listening to Babushka. Have you ever done anything you regret? Would you make it right if you could? How is this story and its tradition different from the stories your family tells at Christmas time? Do you think it's important to learn about traditions of people who are different than you? Why? Today's poem is A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. It's really famous, and I'm sure you've already heard it. It is one of my favorites, and I couldn't help sharing it, especially since we are so close to Christmas. It reads, "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there." The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads, and Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when, what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, with the little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name, Now, Dusher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer and Vixen, on, Comet, on, Cupid, on, Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now, dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. 
He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled! His dimples, how merry! His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. And that is another episode of Rebecca Reads. Is there a holiday you celebrate around this time of year that isn't Christmas? If so, let me know on my Facebook page, and I will share a story about that holiday. Don't forget to keep reading, and join me next week for another episode of Rebecca Reads.